marshmallows. Yeah, and make up ghost stories. We don't have to make them up. What are you talking about? Well, I never really told you guys why we got the place so cheap. Janie, I don't think we want to hear this. Oh, yes, you do. Do you remember about five years ago, hearing about the Clive Hochsetter case? The guy who killed his whole family? That's the one. Wait a minute. You're not saying that this... Uh-huh. This is the old Hochsetter place. Oh, fuck. Janie, you're full of shit. Oh, yeah? How do you think we got the place so cheap? It's only been on the market for five years. Janie, how could you? Look, you guys put me in charge of finding the new sorority house. And I'm afraid this is the best we could do for the money. Hi, this is Brandon Ford. And this is Tony the Tiger, the Thunder from Down Under. And welcome to another edition of the Blind Rage Podcast. I'm very excited for this one, Tony, as you well know. Yes, and you'll have to explain to me <laughs> oh. your excitement. <laughs> well, we are doing one of my another one of my top ten, my favorite. Uh, what do we call it? I think we'll call it <laughs> slasher. Maybe. Do you think this is a slasher? Kind of. Um, it's a hookah. Cause it. All right. Yeah, it blends elements, but we're doing one of my favorite movies ever, Sorority House Massacre Two, and um, yeah. Um, this is. An example of a movie that I think you would have to have seen when you were very young to have such a strong affinity for it. Mm-hmm. Seeing it for the first time now, I would probably be like, okay, whatever. But <laughs> I, yeah, I have loved this movie literally since I was in sixth grade, since I was 11 years old. This has yeah. been one of my favorites. So I have a very, well, well, people, some people have a very hard spot for it. I have a very is, soft is spot. Is that because of all of the tits? <laughs> yes, there's a lot, a lot of boobies. But this is a Jim Wynorski movie, so what else mm-hmm. would you expect? Um, so before we get into the movie. It must have been bottle fed. Stuff. Yes, yes. Um, I'm going to get plugs quickly out of the way. I would like to encourage everyone to please check out my books in hardcover, paperback, and Kindle editions on Amazon.com by typing in Brandon Ford into the search engine. You'll also find my author page, which you can subscribe to in order to receive email notifications whenever I have a new release. I also have several titles in audiobook format, which you can find by going to audible.com or the Audible app on your smartphone. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram at writer Brandon Ford. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Brandon Ford. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, critiques, suggestions, recommendations, email me directly at blindragepod81 at gmail.com. 
uh, please don't forget to check out the official Blind Rage podcast Facebook page. And while you're there, please like and subscribe. Oh, I forgot to give your letterbox. Um, <laughs> Tony's also on Letterboxd at Tony underscore the underscore bear. And last but not least, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Blind Rage Podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. So, Tony. Brandon. What what have you what have you been watching lately? What have you seen? Anything good? Well, I've had a <laughs> amongst being busy, I've also I've been a mixture of busy and having time on my hands. So <laughs> in the time that I've had on my hands, I've watched three movies the last uh week. Uh, one of them was the classic Julia Robertson Still Magnolias. Mm, oh, um, that's where the juice line came up. But, yes. <laughs> yes. And I am drinking juice. So. Tony told me to drink my juice right before we started recording. What's um, your name, Trudy? Oh, I actually can't remember her name, but uh, oh, I, because I was yeah. far too fascinated with that Weezer and how to spell that name. Uh, oh, yeah, Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. Because um, I was looking up to see if I could buy a T-shirt that says, I slapped Weezer. Uh, what's her face? Um, you want to get a whack of Weezer? Yeah. Uh, the other movie, I I watched Cruella and enjoyed it far more than I expected myself to. Um, mm. With these Disney live-action stuff, I haven't really um, invested too much into it, but I found Cruella quite a fabulous experience. And mm. on the flip side, I watched a old Carol Channing movie called Skidoo, uh, oh. which was interesting. I... <laughs> Well, Carol Channing definitely was dot, 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 interesting. <laughs> well, this was sort of an LSD movie uh, based in uh, Alcatraz. Oh, fun. And the end credits are sung, <laughs> which which actually, they actually sounded a bit, a lot better than when I first read <laughs> the end credits are sung. <laughs> the, it was a bit like uh, the Gilligan theme song. but Oh, it, it it just keeps getting better. Um, <laughs> Give it a try. <laughs> the only the only thing that I've ever seen Carl Channing in was the big eighties Alice in Wonderland miniseries with all the you know. Was uh, Whoopi Goldberg in it? No, that then was the nineties one. I was kidding. <laughs> um, no, Carol Channing was in it. She was with Angelian, and they were. The, Two chess pieces. I remember that. Uh, But Scott Baio was in it. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. was in it. Um, Who else was in it? Um, There's a lot of recognizable people. Um, Yeah. The guy who hosted Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a fascinating um, input. (laughs) And the Jabberwocky scared the shit out of me. Yeah, that was scary. Anything else you'd like to mention? No, but how about yourself? Uh, all I have is a book. Okay. Uh, which I re- which was a reread because I, I really enjoyed this one. It's called Swimming in the Dark, and I can't remember the author's name because it's a Polish name because he's a 
native pole and Which I don't want to mess up. <laughs> yes. Um, subtle. Um, but it's, it's a very beautifully written LGBT love story that takes place in socialist Poland mm-hmm. in the early 1980s. And these two young men meet each other at this camp where I don't, I didn't get it, but I guess it's a thing in, um, in Poland when you are of student age, college age, you go to away to these camps to pull like vegetables. I think they were pulling radishes or something. And, uh, the mean, the lead character, I can't remember is, oh, uh, Ludwig, Ludwig yeah. meets Janusz, uh, who likes to spend his off time at the lake swimming. And he's very enchanted with him because Janusz is is very attractive. And Ludwig has aspirations to go to America because he doesn't like all of the rules and restrictions that are put, put upon the people in Poland. And um, he doesn't feel he's free, really. And Janusz feels the opposite. Um, He feels that you can be free and you can get everything you want if you play by the rules and if you meet the right people. And he says some there's a there's a passage in it where he says something like, you know, when I was younger, my mother was very, very ill and she was put into a hospital for three months and the government took care of her. And do you think they would do that in America? And huh, no, they would not. Um, so, um, yeah. And he has, a uh, political aspirations. Um, yeah, he wants to work. He wants to work for the, uh, Polish government. Now, and, uh, um, I was just wondering, were the characters Jewish? Because you, what you're saying sort of reminded me of like a kibbutz. No. Okay. No. No. And there was actually a very... At that time, the Jews were not welcome in Poland. Oh, yeah. And uh, they would they were banished to Israel. And in, in the beginning of the, of the book, um, Ludwig befriends this little boy who lives in the neighborhood and who is Jewish. And um, just one day he goes to knock on, the, on his door to play with him and he's, he's gone. And the woman there just said they, his family went to Israel. Don't come back here anymore. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, if you're into LGBT fiction, I... I highly recommend it it is for me the best lgbt book is or the most beautiful lgbt love story that i've ever written is calling by your name and this one comes close very close i think was it written by a woman no oh okay (laughs) no because you you make mention that a lot of gay porn is written by women well, the the smuttier stuff, yeah, the, <laughs> the 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 women do write, but uh, as far as literary uh, LGBT like romance, it, uh, 
Well, of course, there's Giovanni's room. It's James Baldwin. That's uh, one of the most famous LGBT books of all time. And that was actually something that brought uh, Ludwig and Janusz together because that book was an underground book in Poland. And, you know, you had to get it beneath the counter at, at bookstores. And yeah. Ludwig actually had to... He was so f afraid of anybody seeing him reading it that he ripped the covers off and glued a cover from another book onto it. And then he shared it with Janusz, who also really liked it. And that's basically how they got to know each one another sexuality, because it wasn't out outwardly spoken because everybody was too afraid to say these things. Yeah, there's just really, but there's just really. I know I'm going along on this, but it's a really good book. But there's this really touching moment too at the end of the camp when they're sitting around a fire and they're still kind of feeling each other out um, because Ludwig puts a bit of distance between them because he's he's afraid of the repercussions if they get caught, and he's also afraid that his feelings will be unrequited. Um, because he's still not sure about Janusz. And there's this one moment where I forget what Janusz asks him. And he just goes, don't be scared. And in that moment, um, is really, that's really when things start to progress for yeah. the two of them. So, so what was it called? Swimming in the Dark. All right. So give that and a I go. wish. I wish I knew the name of the author. It's Tomas something. Yeah. It's a very Polish name. So I probably wouldn't be able to. Darkovich. Uh, <laughs> That's more Slavic. All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you just snort? Actually, accidentally, but not really. Mm -hmm. I might, mm -hmm. It might have been when I was pronouncing the Slavic last time. Mm -hmm. It just accidentally mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, yeah, these things, these things happen. All right. <laughs> okay. Couple so. <laughs> As we call it in Austria. <laughs> now, one of my favorite parts. I was parts, trying to slip that in. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when um, Sally Field says, um, "Are you are you having dinner?" And he says, "I will if it's that sampler." Oh, when did I, that? I wish it were that simple. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> And Gary Marshall watching the monitors. This guy never heard of contact lenses. <laughs> uh, we're doing soap dish, everybody. It's such a great fucking movie. Yes. Okay, but okay. So we're gonna get into Sorority House Massacre two. So this is on YouTube if you want to watch along. Um. Yeah. So we are going to begin in yes. three. Two, one, play. All right. Um, to New Horizons. Time video. Um, 
Now, I will start by saying that this is available on YouTube, so... Did I, accessible. or did I not just say that exact <laughs> Did you? Thing. My God. <laughs> you know how I don't listen. Yeah, I know. This score is done by uh, Chuck Serino, who has done scores for a lot of Jim Wynorski movies. Yeah. And a lot of movies for New Horizons. Um, and I think this was a non-union film because uh, Gail Harris is under a pseudonym. Gail Harris is the lead one who plays Linda. Oh, uh, yeah. The British, the British girl. Um, but yeah, she's her name is Gail. Oh, so she was British. I meant to ask because there were yeah. sometimes where I thought, is she Aussie or is she British? No, she's British. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she went by Gail. I think her real name is Thackroy. And then either she got married or she changed her name to Harris. And then she went by Gail Harris. But for this, she's um, Robin Harris. Yeah. Um, we got a little carnival here at this part. Mm. The uh, music. So. Okay. Well, let me, let me, I told this, I did this one, of course, on B-Movie Bonanza. It's like and, Phantom of the Opera music. Yeah, it is a little mm. bit. Um, okay, so I did this one on B-Movie Bonanza and I told this story, but uh, nobody knows about B-Movie Bonanza because it doesn't exist anymore. At least mine doesn't. <laughs> Somebody has been doing the podcast under the name um but in the 90s in our pay-per-view there were two channels um that played mainstream hollywood movies and then there was one called action pay-per-view and that was where you saw movies like puppet master and uh all the full moon stuff movies like this uh like uh, erotic thrillers, but hmm, right? You no, that was uh-huh. that was a TV show on Cinemax. Oh, really? Oh, okay. But you did see a lot of erotic thrillers on there. Yeah. So it was basically everything that was outside mainstream Hollywood, and that was how I first saw this. And also, I want to add, I am one hundred fifty percent positive that. I saw this when it first premiered on Action Pay-Per-View in 1992. And I know this specifically because I was in sixth grade. I was 11. Um, And I remember we used to get a a little leaflet with the cable bill every month. And it would tell us, it would have the listing of all the movies that were premiering on the Pay-Per-View channels. And Sorority House Massacre 2 was listed as um, 1992 in this little pamphlet. So I don't know if it, because I've never seen it. I had never seen it for rent on video. This is, this guy's like 40 and he's going out with her. Um but uh, I actually think that a lot of the guys in this have got such a cuteness about them. <laughs> a lot of them? There's like three. Well, uh, yeah, actually, I'd say all three guys that are in it. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. 
what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, so I never saw this for rent until I was about like 16. And then yeah. I saw it at a blockbuster in like West or North Philly. Yeah. So I don't know if it came out on video in 1990 and then it came out on pay-per-view in 92. But I am 100% positive it premiered on pay-per-view in 1992. Yeah. As did Hard to Die, which is the... I call it a spinoff. People call it the... People call it Sorority House Massacre 3, which I don't understand because there's no sorority <laughs> house. Um, um, there's Ra or Gail. Yes. The random and Linda. And these do not seem like sorority sisters. No, <laughs> no, there's nothing at all about this that seems sorority. There's These nothing are like Greek. sorority sisters. <laughs> there's nothing Greek. There's no mention of, uh, of the chapter, uh, nothing. It's just a name basically. Yeah, yeah. And I saw this before I saw my favorite movie ever. Slumber Party Massacre 3, and I almost flipped my shit when I realized that this was the same set. Oh, okay. Apparently the house is across the road from the house from the, uh, the people under the stairs. Yeah, there was a lot of movies shot on that street. Okay. Um, Evil Tunes was also shot there, um, some other stuff. Um but yeah, this is this set was the same interior, and it's wrongly written on Wikipedia as Slumber Party Massacre Two, but it's three, and um, I can't say the dark-haired girl's real name because it's the same as my sister. <laughs> uh, but she's playing Janie. Um, but um, got the car last name. Bentley, yes. Um, she never did anything after this. I don't think so. Neither did. Well, you can see why. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. But I will say, when she lets her hair down, it's very Rosanna, Rosanna, Dana. Yeah, yeah. Um, but neither did um, Kimberly, uh, Stacia, Shivago. Melissa Moore here has done a lot of stuff. Yeah, what has she been in? Oh, she's been in a lot of movies. A lot of yeah. B movies. Yeah, she looks um, very... You can tell by the hair. Okay, now this is a totally different exterior. And it doesn't even remotely resemble the, the interior. No. And But for Slumber Party 3, the exterior um, house... It's a different house. It's not this house. Yeah. But the exterior house looks a lot like what's on the inside they modeled it like perfectly after yeah. um but the, i guess they couldn't use that exterior for this again and plus that house didn't look like a rundown ramshackle like this does yes and if you notice they kind of flip-flop a little bit when they first get there they're all like giddy and excited about oh my god i love it so much and then when they get in it's uh, this place is going to take a little bit of work. And now they fucking hate it. 
So it's the lightning strike from Rocky Horror, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, although in saying, I did actually like um, uh, Janie and her, and her actress. You liked Janie and her actress. Yes. You mean her her character? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, there's Peter Spellos. It's even him, I find a bit cute. He's like, <laughs> it's got well, I will say this. Cuteness about I him. will say this. He does have a moment that's coming up when he goes, y'all in the house now, um, where he's got like good lighting on him, and he's like, uh, uh, all right, okay. <laughs> but what I fuck, <laughs> no, really bad skin. Um, it's on his face. <laughs> no, 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 no. I would get like fucking a rash. Yeah, um, get, like athlete's foot in the face. In the- <laughs> oh, that's terrible. No, it's always got pick marks. <laughs> Pock marks. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this is Peter Spellows, who is credited as the, the character Orville Ketchum. Mm-hmm. And. He is famous for. Do you know what movie? <gasps> uh, Overboard? What the fuck? Okay, what movie? I don't know. Freddy's Dead. Oh, okay. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I can't think of where he was in it. He. This is the Slumber Party yeah, Massacre this confused footage, of the shit out of me. I was like, am I watching the correct movie? Like this. Because <laughs> we, well, we watched um, Sorority Ass 1. I was like, I yes. do not remember any well, of this. They have, no, no. Um, no, in, um, in Freddy's Dead, he was um, oh, Leslie was Dean's the, um, character. The one who gets... Hit with the iron multiple times, or the kettle. It was a coffee, yeah, coffee yeah. percolator. Yeah, uh, no sugar for daddy, whatever. <laughs> honey, honey <laughs> for daddy. Um, yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, Tracy, Tracy's father. Yes, uh, played by Leslie Dean. Um, so, and he did make a very convincing creeper. I mm-hmm. will say that. So yeah, he this was wear a sweaty singlet. <laughs> he uh, this, this all this footage was basically done for padding. And yes, um, this is what and Jim on the cheap has, and the cheap and so yeah, th- it's it's in the it's in the Roger Corman library and Roger Corman has frequently let directors. You recycle footage from previous films. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he wants a movie. <laughs> excuse me. He wants a movie done fast and cheap and have a lot of nudity. Mm-hmm. And so, if you can do that, you have a career. See, I feel that if you hadn't watched um, Slumber Party Massacre, you'd think that it was a good, you know, um, history but then but the house think doesn't that even look at all no. <laughs> but then if you were to then go watch this movie's first movie you'd be like where's all these scenes that i saw in the sequel 
Well, I think I love the way this here, when he's circling them and they're moving all together. Um, but um, yes. Um, what was I saying? No, um, I think what would have made more sense is that if this were a Slumber Party Massacre 4 and that the footage was from Slumber Party 3 because it's the same house and since these movies have always been confused with this the is, other. <laughs> this is what I was talking about here, this moment here with, with the light on him. He does, he looks all right, um, but not fuckable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it would have made more sense but then you couldn't have had the supernatural element. Yeah, yeah. Which, which does kind of came seem, out of. <laughs> yeah, it's, it seems tacked on. But I am, will forever be an apologist for this movie. I, I, I know, you know it's not that, I, I didn't actually find it a bad movie. I was just surprised that it's one of your favorites. Well, because it's of watchable. all the nudity. No, actually, I don't mind the nudity. Uh, not that it was interesting to me, but it was more the fact that the B story had no... <laughs> uh, had no uh, relevance to the movie. With the police officers going to, like, the um, strip club and... Well, the girl that they were interviewing was supposed to be... Um... There's fire. There's the one of the two survivors. Yeah, from that footage. Now it's uh, Bridget Carney, who who shows up in Hard to Die, and she, I, you know, I don't like to be mean, <laughs> especially when it. But when you and I always notice this when I still watch this, but when. She, when he's sitting down at the table and he's talking to her, it's painfully obvious that she needs to have her lip waxed. Oh my god! <laughs> um, she, her electrolysis missed a spot. And he's watching Hollywood Boulevard, which is what Valerie watches in Slumber Party. Okay, and it's this exact scene. Again, this was that was a Corman movie. Yeah. Um, it's a hero looks hideous. So. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> he went on to be in a lot of movies. Um, he worked with Jim again. Well, he's in Hard to Die as well, but he also was in uh, Demolition High that Jim did um, with Corey Haim. Do you know what he's eating, by the way? Raw meat. Oh, okay. It is that. All right. <laughs> um, and the name Hockstetter, I always assumed uh, Jim took from this guy who works behind the scenes. I can't remember exactly what he might be. A producer or something but he's worked on a lot of jim's movies and his name is zorn hochstetter mm -hmm. but he spells it h-o-c-h yeah so i don't know if that was intentional 
or an yeah. intentional misspelling. Because he had that gotten Because how have you ever heard Hoxha? The name is yeah. very close to Johnny Galecki's name in uh, the Big Bang Theory. Oh yes, that's what it is. Yeah, that's not. It's, it's reminded me of something else. Hofstetter, or something. Hofstetter, yeah. Now, so, I Melissa don't... Moore looks like someone who was in maybe two episodes of Beverly Hills, Donna Two One Zero. That's yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I have. Well, I think I talked about this before. Well, this was the one with Jed. On an episode with Jed, rather. Mm-hmm. But I bought um, this display thing. Well, I have, there's a picture of me on Facebook. But there's a, it's like a, an advert with a sorority ass massacre cover. And it's uh, there's a little card in it with Melissa Moore's signature. Oh, okay. Um, and it's all mounted. It's really nice. And then I found out that she was a Trump supporter. <laughs> that did not make me very happy. Um, but yeah, fans of hers uh, were not happy as well because she was very outspoken about her Trump. Uh, yeah, she was Trump happy. She was um, Trump happy. Well, I know um, Taylor Dane disappointed a lot of her gay fans. Oh. Being a, um, I think she performed at one of his events. Well, that's, first of all, that's pathetic. Because <laughs> when, <laughs> when Obama had, event, or was inaugurated, he had fucking Beyonce. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the inauguration, because I didn't have, he, he had like even worse. He had like, um. That band that did Superman, I reckon. With Fargo. Three doors down, all right. Oh, my God. Yeah, that is worse. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. I'm always laughing about things. Um, uh, yeah, um, um, Okay, so we're about to come up on um, the police procedural mm. thing here. But, oh, just before we got onto it, I will say that I do like the fact that they hinted at a few supernatural things along the way. It wasn't purely an ending. <laughs> like, just then we saw a hook moving, on. and then during the seance you'll see the... Um, the the fire, Cur- the cursor move, you know, like cursor. Oh, whatever, you know that thing that you put on the Ouija board. Planchette, love. Yes. This cop is kind of cute, the one with the flashlight. Yeah. So the other one here reminds me a little bit of David Lynch. That is Jurgen. It's either Baum or Baum. Um, yeah. He's not. He's generally not an actor. He. Has been in. Uh, he's, he's a director of photography okay. for a lot of stuff. And this actress, I can't remember her name, but again, I think she changed. Because here Naples? she's Tony Naples. That is yeah. her. That is her name. But here she is credited as Karen Chorak because again, <laughs> okay. I don't think this was a union yeah. a union movie. Yeah, Tony Naples has done has done a, a lot of movies for Jim as well. Jim likes to work with a lot of the same people. Yeah. 
Who knows the ones that can be used? <laughs> so to speak. Um, <laughs> Jurgen's not ugly, but no. I still can't believe you think Peter Spellos is attractive. No, I don't. Well, <laughs> I, thought, I said he had a cuteness about him. Uh, Jurgen's better looking. Tony's better looking. Tony's very pretty. Mm. There's a a documentary called Some Nudity Required when, well, it does not show Jim at his best. Because Jim is very hard to work work with because he has zero, he has zero patience. He's very nice to his fans. I've yeah. heard him in interviews and stuff. And I sent him an email a long time ago and he's very nice to me. Um, but when you see him on the set, he's he's rough and he he blows up at her um because she closes the door or she's getting in a car and she closes the door on her dress and she opens it to pull the dress in and he's screaming because she ruined the take (laughs) um here's your first bit bit of tits and ass mm -hmm. and these are i think these are fake um but these are I think, I think, say, breasts. Boob. Uh, yeah, I think these are some '90s implants. Yeah. Um, yeah, she never did anything. I don't think. Yeah. And those squeaking sounds were added <laughs> as a joke after. <laughs> yeah, that was intentional. I think it's well. Actually, thinking back on it now, I was thinking the first time I watched it that it was weird how. Um, They've got a fireplace going and they're all dressed in skimpy clothes. But I guess they had the fire going for light, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a Jim Wynorski. Of course they're dressed in skimpy clothes. Jim Wynorski movie. Um, <sighs> uh, <laughs> you see some bush, too, yes, which is too. always fun. I think this is funny, too, when she opens the towel and she says, do I look like Hockstetter? <laughs> and she is later. That was a oh, setup yes. for later. Yeah. Well, there's something, too, that, well, I can't see it anymore, but um, I want to mention it because I want you to look for it when it happens. But, I, and I don't, this is something, again, I don't think anybody but me ever noticed. Um, so I'll see what you think. But, um, spoiler, if you haven't seen the movie, there is a bit of demonic possession and, um, what the fuck is, she went on to do porn, her with the orange hair. Yep. Yep. Under the, under the name Barbie. Um, Yeah. That's how she's credited in this. Like on, on no, sorry, no, 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 no. Um, she's credited as Michelle Varon. Okay. This. Um, what was I saying? Um, what's Melissa Moore's character's uh, Jessica? Jessica yeah. gets uh, possessed by the spirit of Clive Hoxtetter, and there's a scene later when 
Kimberly is is hiding in the bathroom and she breaks down the door and there's a shadow that oh, comes over her and then it fades while she's screaming. If you look at the shadow, to me, it always looked very much like a girl. Yeah. It looks like Melissa Moore's hair. So I don't know if that's me or um, if I'm reaching or, but that's what I always, it always looked like yeah. um, around the edges. It looked like her hair. So, for some reason, uh, Linda is very, very shy here. She's like, ooh, is anybody watching me? Well, I'm going to take out my giant boobies. (laughs) These are also very, very, very 90s implants. Yes. And I don't think they look right. They're a little too big. (laughs) <laughs> he got me waiting in anticipation. Oh, you're excited for those boobies? Uh, yeah. They didn't even fall when she took the bra off. Mm. <laughs> um. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, everyone just coming in like. <laughs> like perky Why do I rest. do I hear the movie in the background on your end? No, I've got it on quite low. What the fuck? Why are you not using the headphones? I am using my headphones. Alright. No, you're not, you're not hearing it on my end. If you fuck up this commentary, too. <laughs> like you fucked up Bloody Birthday. Oh, my God. <laughs> that wasn't my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't um, Janie have a bit of Roseanne, Rosanna Dana hair when it's down? Uh, from Popcorn. You don't know who Rosanna Rosanna Dana is? Oh, no. Who? Uh, she was one of the characters that... Um, from uh, Saturday Night Live. Um, oh, no. No, well, <laughs> from what year? From the 70s. She passed away. She passed away very young. Yeah, or she passed away really in the 80s. Have Saturday Night Live available. Well, she was on, like, the original cast with Chevy Chase. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name. But Rosanna Rosanna Dana was one of her her um, roles that she used to do during Weekend Update. Yeah. Just no, like Melissa doesn't. Moore, quiet. It's Colin. <sighs> mm. See, her, her uh, um, 
Jenny is actually it reminds me of Jenny from um, Daria. No. When it's down, it's like no, no, triangular almost. No. Yes. Janie's hair was like chin length. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm going the shape. <laughs> that was a pretty expensive effect for us. Yeah. For a movie like this. Using the fishing line. I liked it. <laughs> Reasoning. Do you have any seances? Oh God, she's going all ocker. I say, do you ever have any seances? Sorry? With the Ouija board. Seances? Are you deef? Yes. Uh, we probably talked about this during Allison's birthday, because I don't see how we couldn't have... <laughs> Well, we talked about everything but B U T. Now I was saying how um, I've never been interested in doing a seance, <laughs> but in saying that, Ouija boards were created like in the seventies. They're not an old. No, they were not. Well, I thought that Parker Brothers. No. Well, Parker Brothers came up with their own line, but Ouija boards are thousands of years old. Oh, you reckon? Yes. I call shenanigans. No, they're very, very old. Though. No, I um. Were they originally called that name? Um. Well, they were called spirit boards or witch boards or um, some people say Ouija, some people say Ouija. Because it's yes in French and yes in German. Mm -hmm. I've got a helicopter above me. <laughs> They, they have this very weird interaction, these two. And, I mean, fucking... Yes. Oh. Uh, Suzanne... Uh, <laughs> Suzanne tells Janie that she's fucking her boyfriend and then has no idea why Janie gets upset. Mm. She's like, she's, <laughs> but the line when Janie says, I thought you were my friend. And Suzanne says, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> that yes. could not have been accidental. That was definitely on purpose. Yes. But she was that stupid. Well, but this level of sexual liberation, it, it's not even 60s level. Oh, you, you're 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 getting some lesbian vibes here. No, what I'm saying. Well, no, no. Her oh, you mean the okay free love? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think gen. I think generally or genuinely <laughs> that Suzanne believes that what Janie and 
this guy Billy have is is more casual, but yeah. at the same time she's still rubbing it in her face. Yeah, that she's with them too. And then you get this. What did I do? Yeah. How stupid could you possibly be? And yeah, just go to bed with all these candles burning. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, oh God, this must have been 20 years ago, seeing some like horror website that was uh, doing a review for this and they had a lot of screen caps for the movie and they had circles with arrows pointing to every candle in every frame that they took screen caps from. <laughs> and they were just like talking about what a, what a fire hazard. Mm-hmm. It was, and I just remember it saying something like, um, if they hadn't been butchered, they would have died because the house would have burned down anyway. So they would have died anyway. <laughs> Very responsible reviewers. It was supposed to be a joke, and I'm not, yes. I'm not, you know... I'm not remembering it as well because somebody had me waiting until 1.30 in the fucking morning <laughs> to record this episode. Now, also, there's a movie called Killer Party, which I did for B-Movie Bonanza. Mm -hmm. And it follows the same kind of template that this one does in that Ooh. <laughs> you think it's a um a neighborhood stalker kind of and then you find out that it's um one of the girls is possessed but when you see everybody getting killed it you see the the killer in a a deep sea diver outfit. Ah, oh, I reckon I feel like I've seen that. I love Killer Party so much. Um, but yeah, he's in a deep sea diver outfit. But in this, whenever the killer is shown, it's very Jalo esque with the gloved hand with the dark sleeves yeah, and yeah. the hook. And that's not, you know, that's not Melissa Moore. Yeah. So it's Mandy. Yes, it was Mandy Moore, not <laughs> Melissa, Melissa Moore. Now she's gonna kill Candy. Mm-hmm. Oh no! <laughs> the tequila. I will say, when she bumps her head, it's very convincing because yes. she doesn't. She doesn't look like she's waiting for it you know because yeah. people do those kinds of things that like flinch or something yeah she just goes for it i always like that yeah well she's got a big head of hair there you go now when i first <laughs> saw this movie <laughs> she's looking for clues when I first saw this movie, I can tell you, I can pinpoint the exact moment that I saw it, but it's after Janie and Suzanne are killed. Um, so I had no idea that there were two other girls until I saw it from the beginning. Yeah. I was like, where the hell did they come from? 
But I remember flipping through the channels and it's right it was it's right at the part when see I'm telling you my soft spot for this movie. But I remember flipping through the channels and stopping right when um <laughs> right when Jessica says I think we'll feel a lot safer with these with the knives. And Linda says, I think we'll really feel a lot safer when we're a million miles from this place. Mm -hmm. That was when I first, that was where I first saw it from the first time. These things are etched in the brains. Yeah. Some people have things like the Godfather etched in their brains. Or like fucking vertigo or whatever. Well, I, I mean, if, if they're a million picture. miles away, they'd be like in the asteroid belt. Okay, why are you analyzing the line? <laughs> it's the British. <laughs> yeah, and they're doing something. They're doing a big slasher movie. No, no. They're splitting up. Yes. This isn't funny. Well, yeah, Suzanne, Suzanne someone, does do that. Yeah. Someone cleans up the blood very quickly. They could have done the rest of the house while they're at her. House is a lot smaller than I thought. <laughs> Suzanne's death, though, I thought was nasty with the bear trap. Yes, That's not really yeah. something that you see in a lot of movies. And not really in an attic. No, you wouldn't expect to find it in an mm. attic anyway. Ooh, that would hurt, I would say. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, she did porn, um, I don't think very long. I think she did a handful of movies and then she just appeared. I don't know yeah, what happened yeah. to her. She uh, had a kid and now she's on the PTA. Mm -hmm. No, I guess I've never really considered porn actresses having kids. <laughs> that they well, they do. That type of family life after. They do. Yeah. And some of them have kids even and continue to do porn. Take after their wet footprints. I remember there's a documentary um, with uh, Gina Fine, who was one of the big, very big names in the 90s, in her day. And uh, she had a son. And yeah, she, you see their relationship, which seemed very normal and healthy yep. and must be the playroom nope. that weird mannequin with all the handcuffs I don't I don't know what the fuck he was doing it's not funny you guys <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
So what happened with the girl that was with her earlier? <laughs> um, they split up. Mm. Well, no. Um, 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 Kimberly was too afraid to go in the attic. Yeah. So yeah, you just have the uh, ninja killer. Mm-hmm. This was a re- recycled set. I don't remember. I don't remember what this is from. And Jim is at the bar, okay. too. It's his little cameo. Like a Bob Shea he's not, cameo. Yeah. He's not one of the Arabs. Um, I think he's to the left. I feel like that must have been a popular thing uh, to have um, Saudi Arabians in America at one stage. Uh, doing business. Um, uh, I just feel okay. like I've seen it in a few movies where the, there'll be a mention of it in in a similar way was, to this. There was actually a hookah bar, okay, that that opened at about it's like two thousand two. Um, and then <laughs> and then for about a minute and a half, it was a gay bar. So they were sucking something else. <laughs> And then it got <laughs> shut down. I don't remember. Yeah. We uh, had um, shisha bars open up, and then a lot of them uh, had to close during COVID. <laughs> Bridget Carney um, playing fucking. Um, oh, what is that her name? Is that Jim? Uh, like Jim. in the in the zoot suit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they the, all these extras who are guys in the in the bar. They just like found Jim. Just like found them basically off the street. They were like, "You want to be in a movie?" Um, they were you know, yeah, um, professional extras. They were just. You know, guys that Jim yeah. found. So yeah, that was probably not a good idea with girls dancing naked. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they filled the brief. <laughs> now you're just gonna have to give me one minute. <laughs> I, I do apologize. Oh no. <laughs> I think he had to go pee again. So, yes, I guess I'm going to have to amuse the audience by myself here. We're about to see, um, sadly, um, um, ex-porn star Savannah, who passed away not long after this was shot. And so I'm gonna have to not have the Labradors <laughs> in the in the garden with me when I'm recording anymore. What the hell are they doing? They're tearing apart a um a, a hose reel. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I was saying that this blonde girl here, she doesn't. Well, first of all, let me just say this. So before we get, just to stop you from saying anything nasty, 
Um, she passed away, unfortunately. She killed herself. Uh, not long, not long after this was shot. Her name was Savannah. She was a, she was a big porn star for a couple of years. Um, but I was gonna say she doesn't really know how to dance in heels. Yeah. Cause you see her when she when she see when you see her from head to toe, like she's moving very awkwardly. Yeah, and you can see her still in the mirror, kind of. <laughs> Okay, now there's a. Now, tell me she doesn't need to have her lip waxed. Let me look at her. Oh, it does. Yeah. Uh, a, <laughs> um, yeah, because uh, when I know when I watched it the first time, I was thinking how she does almost look like a really good. Um, uh, male to female. Um, oh my but God. I think that that's what it is, is that the, her lip hair was a bit... Um, not prevalent, but... Prominent. Could have been uh, <laughs> tended to. Well, she shows up in Hard to Die as a different character. Yeah. So does Jurgen and so does Jurgen and um Tony Naples. Yeah. As, uh, but they're they're the same characters. Do they ha does Tony have her real name in the sequence? No. Country? Yeah. Mm -mm. But I think she has a wig. Okay. Um Probably I probably should have told this story. Um but I, I, was, I just figured that it's always, I always figured that it's something that everybody knows, but. Um, Teach the children. Go on. I bet how this movie was made um, initially, because uh, uh, Julie Corman, who was Roger Corman's daughter, said, you know, my father's going away for about a week or so. I think he's going. I think he was going away for ten days, and they have the sets for Slumber Party Three and whatever that strip club set was for. And it's going to be taken. They're going to take it down for to make room for something else that's going to be shot on that soundstage. Do you want to make something? And Jim and his writing partner wrote the script in like I don't know three days. Yeah, and then he he cast it in two. And shot it in six. Yeah, yeah. So, um, by the time Roger came back, he saw it and he really liked it. And he was like, I want you to do that again. So, that's how Hard Die came about because those were recycled sets as well. Because it's an office building. So, they had just shot, I can't remember what the movie was. They had just shot another movie in there. So, um, he used some of the same girl, like about uh, half the cast mm -hmm. from this. Um, Gail, Melissa, Bridget, Jurgen, Tony, um, Stacia Shivago doesn't come back, Michelle Varon doesn't come back. 
um, Miss Bentley doesn't come back. It was Peter Spellos. Peter, Peter Spellos comes back, yes. You can't do it with that. Um, with that Orville. He's not here. <laughs> Bloody hell. Right here, watch her gag, because the blood goes right in her mouth. What, what, you see, right there, did you see that? <laughs> she looks like she's choking. <laughs> I bet you there was a <laughs> that they cut out. <laughs> like a gag reflex. <laughs> yeah. A dry reach. <laughs> right here is where I first saw it from. Now, what I don't understand is why they keep saying that because um, the perspective is never consistent with Orville as far as where he is when he sees them hmm. or when he's watching them. Um, but he's supposed to be living next door. And now when they go out, he's across the street. No, I thought it, uh, I thought he was across the road. No, when he the first thing he says when he comes in is yeah, um, I'm the next yeah I live over, next yeah. door. Um, there's no reason in the world they can't take off down the fucking street. Yeah, no. <laughs> From that He's, fuck. This is like <laughs> this is like fucking Michael Myers going after yes. Jamie Lee Curtis when she's banging on the door um, for the little boy to let her in. <laughs> He's moving at... He couldn't possibly be moving slower. Give me one of those very, very fake-looking eyes. Mm-hmm. And I love how... He must be, like... Uh, 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 close to 300 pounds. Oh, my God. If... <laughs> um... But I love how they make him get in by climbing up the drain pipe. He would have ripped <laughs> yeah, the, the whole the foundation down. <laughs> and they this is a nod to Slumber Party here. The way they're all positioned. Yeah. With their backs. That's the way um, Trish and Jackie and um, Kim are positioned. In slumber party. It's pouring here. Ooh, it's perfect weather. Like alpacas. Perfect weather. I wonder if my rain here. Rain here is getting caught, uh, picked up on the audio. Oh, in Philly. <laughs> yes, that's what I was saying. It's saying, it's saying it's perfect weather to be watching this movie. Mm. <laughs> and all things considered, shut up. All things considered, I don't really think. Wait, this is weird. This is always weird to me. His his banging when you see him knocking, it's yeah. not consistent with the motion. I don't. I never got that. And then Jessica, one of my favorite lines here, right? That's... He's trying to get in. <laughs> oh, really? Thank you. 
thank you. I didn't. I had no idea what he was doing. And has he lost his voice? Like, why is he not saying anything to me? I don't know. Um, and those were clearly like fucking party city cobwebs. <laughs> um, Where they got the knives as well. Yes. Um, shit, I forgot to say. Oh, I was going to say. But for a movie like this, a TNA movie, like slasher movie like this, with a very, very low budget and a cast of mostly unknowns. Melissa Moore had only done a couple of movies before this. Um, most notably Invisible Maniac. I don't think the acting is that bad. I really don't. No. And I actually don't think the um, script is ludicrous. No. <laughs> I've, I've I read, don't think... like, I've experienced worse. Oh, much. Much worse. Um, and, like, uh, Stacia Shivago, I think she and... Oh, my God, just looking at these underwears. <laughs> I think she and Michelle Varon might have been um, in men's magazines, and that's how they were found. So they were they were not actresses. Yeah. And they didn't have I think Brit- any rehearsal time. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> this was the rehearsal. Yeah, and Gail went, went on to do a lot of things. I think Gail is still working. Was she in Models, Inc.? No, dear. As Grace? <laughs> See, there's the, um, yeah. The mannequin with the handcuffs. Yes. I don't know what the hell... What do you do with that? Yeah. <laughs> Because this is all supposed to be S&M stuff yeah. that Hawksetter was into. I do like Melissa's delivery here. Wait. She's lost it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like she's being unreasonable. I know. But I know how they, they don't know that he's not in the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you? I think Kimberly was was kind of right for bolting. That attic was kind of spacious. <laughs> now, um, in Hard to Die. There is a scene when, like, at this kind of moment when shit hits the fan and everybody's running and crazy. Um, And it's a case of mistaken identity again with Mm -hmm. Orville's character. Um, Okay, so you'll have to let me know the shadow moment that you're going to say. Yeah, it's about to come up. But there's a scene in Hard to Die um, where there's a mannequin and the mannequin's wearing Kimberly's nightgown. Yeah. Well, here it comes. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can see frizzy air. (laughs) 
Because um, uh, um, Orville is more curly-haired. Yeah, it's different. So, um, but yeah, um, yeah, the 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 mannequin has um, has Kimberly's nightgown on, and when Orville walks past it, he kind of touches the um, what do you call it? The bottom part, the frilly part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that was Jim putting a nod to this in that one. Well, they had a spare mannequin. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a lingerie company that the girls work for. Oh, yeah. So that was a, that was a a way to get them, you know, into next to nothing Mm -hmm. again. Our famous lingerie shop is called Bras and Things. (laughs) Oh, how original. So like Bogan. Bras and things. <laughs> it's not like, you know, Barney's bras or BJ's bras and things. It's just bras and things. Yeah. It's not like Victoria's Secret where it's like um sounds elusive. <laughs> it's just titslings. <laughs> Linda does not play around. No, she's a good little fighter. <laughs> You're not fucking gonna fuck with her. You don't want to fucking come up behind her in a dark alley. Let me tell you what. In your fence. It's that she must <laughs> she come like from. She him with the chain. It's like my god. She must come from the fucking hard streets of fucking she's from Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool motherfucker, that's right. <laughs> Tuppence to cross the Mersey. <laughs> this is one of the few movies I think where you you expect that to happen and it actually does yeah because usually it doesn't it's usually I mean, a, a, a purposeful fake out when he yeah, grabs yeah. her leg this time yeah, you think he's, he's gonna grab her go. leg because <laughs> and, and he does yeah Also, I wanted to say that this was called Sorority Ass Massacre 2 at basically the zero hour. Yes. When Jim wrote the script, it was going to be called Jim Wynorski's House of Babes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I always thought that was a joke, but apparently, no, he was not kidding. It was going to be called Jim Wynorski's House of Babes. And then it was going to be called Nighty Nightmare. Yeah. Um, But... On the, it's not in the movie, but on the VHS, "Nighty Nightmare" is the subtitle. Yeah, it's. Um, there was something about uh, on Wikipedia. There was a sorority ass massacre three that was shot and never released in like uh, 2000, 2001 ish. 
Um, I don't know what happened. Um, and uh, Jim posted a, uh, the, uh, a poster for it on his Facebook in 2015. But that was it. Um, I don't... Uh, I mean, he tried to emulate this kind of movie in 2003 with Cheerleader Massacre, which also recycles Slumber Party Massacre footage. Yeah. But the it was so... It was so far detached from the from this era that it just it didn't it didn't work plus it was really low budget and shot on video and this yeah. as low budget as it is is actually shot on 35 millimeter mm -hmm. so this one looks like a real movie i love how much you hear the toilet flush when she walks away <laughs> she mashes his head into the toilet and then flushes it yeah See, again, you don't want to fuck with Linda. Linda doesn't play any games. Alright. She flushes that turd. Oh, another thing. My very first DVD player was an Apex. It was fucking huge. Mm -hmm. And it was heavy. And I got it in 2001. And... That was the only DVD player I ever had that had a pitch function right on the remote. Okay. So you can higher or lower the pitch. So I remember I was like, ooh, I'm going to try something. So I put this in to the part when, um, oh, when Jessica's she's talking and, demon yeah. voice. Yeah. I hired the pitch and you just hear Melissa Moore's voice. Yes. <laughs> it was really cool. I was, I was like, ooh. I think this is creepy here. Yeah. This phone call. Especially the I'm afraid he is, dear. <laughs> He's not here. <laughs> lady, what the bleeding hell are you talking about, lady? Did you ever end up watching your next? No. No, okay. Not yet. That one's next. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I told you that I'm saving that one for a specific occasion yeah. that will probably have already happened by the time this one is posted. Well, yeah, it'll probably have. Well, <laughs> it's. <laughs> I'm saving it for Thanksgiving, but. Yeah, and this this will be posted probably. I got I got to remember not to post this one in November. <laughs> this won't be posted until twenty twenty three. Yes. <laughs> well, because that's when we're recording it. Yes, that's. that's true. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like how she keeps saying, I got him. Yeah. <laughs> I got him. 
was quite happy to kill him. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> there was no the <laughs> trepidation. Now, one thing that I always thought was a very small but very smart little touch here was the way Jessica's hair is pulled back. It's mm-hmm. pulled back like a man would pull it back. She doesn't yeah. have it pulled back like a girl would pull a ponytail back. Yeah, she looks a bit like a lesbian here. And with that really bad makeup. It's not funny, you guys. Oh, shit. I hit my head. I got a little too, a little too excited. How is your head? I haven't had any complaints yet. Thank you. <laughs> so even here, she's straight away able to go hitting her friend. Like, she's... Yes, yeah, she doesn't fuck around. She bought around. that idea straight away. Oh, so you're no longer you Jessica. You fuck with Linda. Okay. It's a it's a battle to the death. Okay, <laughs> she gets the fucking chains out, the mm. fireplace pokers. She ain't it's wobbling to... side to side. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when she fucking runs, those things hit her in the face. <laughs> yes. And of course, she's not wearing a bra, so. All over the place. You know what I always think of? This is such a stupid little thing to think of. Well, I guess you can relate because you and Jed like to talk about clothes. (laughs) Um, But with these kinds of movies, I always wonder what the actors brought themselves Mm -hmm. as far as their costumes go. And what... um, because I don't think that, you know, they actually had a costume person. Well, I reckon... Jim was, Jim was probably like, just bring something skanky. Yeah. Or maybe he gets them to buy, like, two um, knickers and two bras or something. Two knickers. <laughs> well, um, with Peter Spellows... He had two of those those red flannel shirts, mm-hmm. and like oh, maybe ten plus hey, years ago. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. Um. Uh, now you may forget what I was gonna say. Oh, the flannel shirt. He was he was selling one of them. I think it was the bloody one. The one that had the squibs. Yeah. I don't think I would want to buy anything he'd worn. <laughs> it probably smelled so bad. It'd be very specific audience. Mm-hmm. Like imagine going to someone's house and they show you, oh, this is uh, a shirt I bought from. There's a suggestion of demon rape. (laughs) 
It's looking very um, Piper Laurie. Not at all. <laughs> Meant with the uh, with the arms out and all the all the um, <laughs> stabs. <laughs> Good grief! I wouldn't confuse the two, <laughs> even in a dark alley. <laughs> There is an unofficial sequel to um, I Spit on Your Grave that has Camille Keaton in it. And I think it's direct the same director. Okay. Not, I could be wrong, but it was shot on video. It's really bad. It was like in the, made in the late 80s. It's mm-hmm. called Savage Vengeance. And Melissa Moore is in it as um, a nightclub singer. Yeah. And she's, of course, she's not really singing. <laughs> but she's like lip syncing to some like very dancey pop song. Okay. And that's her only part in it. Oh, really? <laughs> Did yeah, you watch the it. sequel to the remake? Yeah. Well, there's three of them. Oh, really? So there was the yeah. one, I think they go to Russia or something. Yeah. And, what was and the then one? they bring back the girl from the first one in part three. Yeah. I, th- I thought the third one was actually pretty good. I never knew I about really the third one. I part two. Yeah. I didn't mind part one. I preferred it to the original. I don't really like the original. but As Bob Sheridan, he's one of the co-writers of the script, the movie okay. guy. Oh no, that's who. <laughs> that's who. Um, Jurgen reminds me of. He actually reminds me of my old CEO from Bus Driving. <laughs> mm. So that means nothing to you. <laughs> no. And it's Jurgen. Jurgen. It's like Hagen does. So I felt bad that she gets possessed. It's like, oh. Although her laughing like that and her double chin at that moment didn't do anyone favors. (laughs) Terrible, Muriel. No, because like she was bringing her face in, so like it accentuated the neck. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Did you notice what it says at the credits, during the credits? How they talk about him surviving. <laughs> no. It says no girls are actually harmed or mistreated. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, some of that. <laughs> they put that at the end of um, Hard to Die as well. <sighs> and the question mark. <laughs> it did not take itself seriously, though, so that was good. No, no. <laughs> And it felt longer than 75 minutes. Well, that's that's not good. Stuff this is more fun. padding here. Yes. This was this was a biggie that they used to do with especially with horror movies in the 80s. Yeah. Redo the cast at the end. 
Yes. See, Janie, um, again, this is not something that's going to make any relevance to you. Um, there was a reality show, a cooking show here in Australia where um, there was a woman who looked very much like a man <laughs> and someone uh, uh, on the show said, oh, you look a bit like a tranny. And she got really upset. Oh. But she, she reminded me of Janie. Well, first of all, that's not a compliment. And second of all, you're not supposed to use that word. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and I felt it so bad because the woman who said it uh, came from a small town that I was quite... Uh, that was the next town over from where I was born. So <laughs> it was very much um, uh, uh, backwater mentality to not realise that that was offensive. <laughs> Now, the newscaster was totally on his side, you know, wishing him luck when yes. there really wasn't anything to prove that he didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. The song is terrible. Well, it's probably the cheapest one they could get to fill out five minutes. <laughs> I think this might be Chuck Serena. It says Maybe. awful hit Ketchum as himself. I know. It's they do that in Hard to Die as well. I'm not sure why they did that. Mm. Oh, well, mm. this was second second uh, assistant. Yeah. Oh, okay. This was one of the first things that he did when he came to Hollywood. Where was originally from? Who? What? Uh, whose debut to Hollywood was this? Peter Spellows? Yeah, so where was he originally from? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I was thinking he had a, a bit of a Greek last name, but I'm, I'm just guessing. Not to say he came from Greece, but... No. I think he just, like, came from a small town or something. Yeah. It's probably from Cleveland. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Isn't that Oregon? I'm just saying names. <laughs> Juno. Um, so that was an enjoyable movie experience all over again. Mm-hmm. I kind of... Um, uh, Miss the days of innocent breasts on screen where nobody went. <gasps> it, it's, well, almost, it's almost quaint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, well, I guess they still do the nudity, the nudity in the really low budget stuff that's just used for content on Tubi and stuff. Mm. But I don't think it's as extreme <laughs> as this, where we where you'll have the entire cast, yes, get naked. Um, so, um, what else did I want to say? Um, hmm. 
I do wonder. I do wonder if there are any pieces of the set left. Like I would love to have a like a piece of the countertop in the kitchen or something. <laughs> Put it in a frame. <laughs> I'm sure I could find something for you. <laughs> I don't think they keep anything. Or they did. Or I, I don't think Oh I know what happened. Um with the third movie. Um The LA earthquakes got rid of it all. Conqu- uh, uh, Concord went under. They closed oh, yeah. up shop, so that's why it didn't get released. And I'm pretty sure what we just watched was a rip from a DVD-R that I made from the VHS because while there is a DVD, there's a glitch in it. Um... And it's in both, because there's a one where you can get it by itself, and there's a double feature, even though Sword Ass Massacre has nothing at all to do with this. But there's a glitch in it, and it's in the scene when um, Linda, Kimberly, and Jessica are standing by the fireplace, and they're trying to figure out where Suzanne and Janie went. And it's during the line when Linda says... Those two are probably upstairs right now laughing their buns off at us. And there's a skip in it. Okay. And there was something, it was something wrong with the manufacturing of the DVD. And Jim, Jim knows about it. He saw it and he's not too happy about it. But that is the only DVD release of it that there is. Um, this never got re released. I, um, asked shout factory and you know how they answer all my tweets and everything <laughs> they never fucking respond to me um i asked vinegar syndrome they never responded to me um I, I, umbrella. Asked, I don't know about these australian companies and i don't think they, they would get the Australian rights. I don't know what the what the uh, overseas rights to this would be, or if I don't think this was released in very many territories. Yep. So you had never heard of it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, it's not one that I'd seen before, so. Um. And saying that, yeah, I wouldn't say if I had seen it at the video shop. I, I remember seeing the, the the first one, the cover at the video shop, but not this one. Yeah, the first one had an international release, but this one I don't think did. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Well, might have because Hard to Die originally ran about the same length, but in... When it played on TV in Australia, it was like uh, 88 minutes, 89 minutes. So it was like almost 15 minutes longer. And um, the way I found out about it was uh, the guy, John 
Kliza, who did the Sleepaway Camp website, Sleepaway John, he always comments on my posts about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had seen it, and he likes these movies. Um, but yeah, when it was when Hard to Die was originally released on video on VHS, it was the seventy-five minute version. But when they put it out on DVD, it was the extended version. Yep. Did you so, see the extended version? Yes. Like, I and have the DVD, what, of course. <laughs> what What was added to it? There, no, nothing that really propels the story forward. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's more police procedural stuff. Oh, um, okay. There's some, um, there's a scene where they want to question, Jim, Jim has a role in it uh, as a porn director. Yeah. And Jurgen and, Jürgen and Tony Naples go to uh, talk to him on the side of one of his movies. And there's this woman in it named, uh, her real name's Carolette Gerard. And I can't remember what she does. Um, I think she's one of the porn stars in that, in the movie within the movie. And at the end of Hard to Die, they do that thing again where you see all the clips from the movie and it shows the actress's names. <laughs> yeah. And it shows her name, but that scene is, was not in the movie. So for the longest time, I was like, well, who is this girl and what is the scene? Because this is not in the movie. And it wasn't until I saw the full version that I realized what it was. You cottoned on. Yeah. Yes, I did. It's a true story. Okay. So well, that, that was, was a wonderful massacre too. Yes, I believe so. Yes, wonderful, wonderful. We'll have to wonderful do the next experience. one at an earlier time for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I blame mm-hmm. daylight savings. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Do you have any final thoughts on the movie? Uh, no, and I didn't plan on it. <laughs> Go check All it right. out for yourself. You'll love okay. it. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, I want to thank Tony for joining me and making me stay up so late. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank everybody for listening, as always. And until next time, this is Brandon Ford wishing you all unpleasant dreams.